Right, it is episode... Seven! Good We've morning! We've nearly made a whole week. <laughs> Only 51 to go. <laughs> so, in um, this episode... What we're going to talk about, we've spent a lot of time talking about headspace over the last few days, about some of the travelling we've done, but today's all about, right, if you've got an idea, if you're, you want to get out there, if you want to get uh, people seeing your stuff and people actually engaging with your content or your product or service, if um, perhaps you're in business and you're wondering, well, okay, I was going in this direction, but that, that whole market's evaporated and I don't entirely know where to go next. This is the episode where we start to talk about some of that. We'll go into more deep dives in future episodes, but I think today's a bit more about that because you've been reading some stuff. Well, yeah, what, what Lee said in a really long-winded way was, today's all about marketing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's what you meant. <laughs> I do, yeah, uh, okay. I, uh, I do things in a long-winded way when it comes to talking about it. <laughs> So yeah, uh, today is all about all about marketing. I'm I'm feeling better. I've had caffeine. I'm awake. Can you tell? <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just about uh, as you said that you know if you're looking in a new direction, but also businesses that are perfectly fine, but they're just a bit quieter at the moment. It's a really good opportunity to assess all your marketing channels and see what's working and what's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I've currently got a um, PR consultant who's brilliant um, and. Um, I'm also working with some marketing people um, and I, I think in the last, well, the reason why we've been so busy in the last what week and a half, we've probably learned more than we've learned in ages. Um, well, it's been weird because we started, like, well, this is episode seven of this podcast and we, we kind of, we started this entirely independently of anything else that we were doing. So with the Say It business and with the Smiley Booth business. We still had a lot of work and bits and bobs to do with that, but and the PR company is working predominantly with us to help us get the message out there for Say It yeah, at the moment, it. and then it, and then they're doing a lot of work with Smiley Booth. But yeah, it will be in yeah in a couple of months' time when we feel that it's really ready for that big push because the world is hopefully going back to normal and the and it's coming into the spring and the brides yeah. and all of that. So that's what we're we're going to be working with them on. Yeah, it is. But I think so. The point I'm trying to make is that the. Uh, like we didn't realise how much time and energy that stuff was going to take. Yeah. Like it's suddenly suddenly we're doing the podcast and also we're doing all of this other stuff. Yeah. All our work's just gone through the roof, right? Yeah, but but as so. I say, also because of what we're learning, it's, it's suddenly mm. I don't know the pieces of the puzzle have all kind of started to fit again. Yeah. Whereas for a long time it felt like not only were we shouting into an empty room, but it was like which way do you go, where do you put your efforts and, and all of it seemed very independent from each other and nothing was kind of gelling whereas um, we've kind of built this strategy now or, or it's not complete yet but we're very much working on this marketing strategy where everything kind of feeds each other and, yeah. and has like dual purpose, you know you post this here because you're going to get X result but that could lead to that and then that person could refer you to that and it's just, it's just kind of all fitting and working a lot, a lot better isn't it? It is and it's also I think we've had the realisation that things don't have to be one to one all the time, yeah. it doesn't have to be um, okay I'm doing this marketing bit here because, or I'm, I'm working on this, like, message here because I want a sale there. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, in, whenever you're working on a product or service, you have to have a very holistic approach 
yeah. to what you're doing and why you're doing it because um, because they they that creates opportunities in itself, right? Yeah, it's really important to see the bigger picture, and I think um, I mean because we're we're doing some marketing for some other people as well, aren't we? We've yeah. been helping them with their marketing recently, yeah. um, which has again kind of given us a whole another dimension um, in our understanding because it's it's in a field that we wouldn't normally operate in. Yeah. Um, so it's it's that's given us kind of another dimension in in our understanding and, and kind of knowledge and enthusiasm and, and all of it just just we we're geeky we find it fascinating how yeah, it all kind of works but well um, someone called us a geek one of our yeah. friends said you two are geeks and <laughs> yeah. i was like i've never considered myself a geek but i think we're marketing geeks yeah Things yeah i think we are i think we're business and marketing we're just we're kind of we're quite obsessive about yeah. that space and we have been for some time um so this whole episode is is about trying to um is about our experiences with trying lots of different things in the last 12 years, yeah. right? And um, and how you can, hopefully this episode will, if you are starting a business or you're running a business, it'll, hopefully some of the lessons that we share with you today will stop you running down some rabbit holes that can be really expensive and really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, one of the reasons why one of the companies we're working for at the moment asked us to get involved and help them with their stuff is because they've done exactly that right yeah. they've spent a lot of money yeah a lot of time for for zero result yeah. and um and we've done that so many times do you remember that seo yeah, company yeah. that we got really excited about i mean it's got to be <laughs> a little while ago now five six years ago i'd say maybe even more so yeah no, no it was uh it was before we introduced the adwords campaign to smiley boots so it was like 2000 like a proper one, so it was like two thousand and thirteen, twelve, thirteen, because okay. it was and because at the time we we were of the belief that I, oh that's the other thing to remember right so um, there's lots of specialists yeah. right there's lots of people that will they're not necessarily snake oil salesmen but they are kind of it's it marketing can be a bit of a religion like they mm-hmm. they 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 come they become these like zealots for mm-hmm. their specific. Um, like well, kind I do of think specialist. you need specialists. We'll come back to the specialists. Yeah, but they'll have you believe that that's the solution yeah, that's of all solutions. Yeah. But we were very much of the opinion that um, SEO yeah. was well was key. It was a very popular opinion at the time that yeah. um, that SEO was what you needed. You have to rank on Google, and, and yes, you do. I'll come back to that in a bit. Um, but we we were set up with this SEO company, mm-hmm. and I always say it was about seven hundred pound a month. But you think it was a lot more than that? Don't no, you? it was twelve hundred pound a month. Okay. So we were paying a lot, lot of money per month uh, to this SEO company. But before we, we kind of signed that check, the company were talking to us and they were like, we just want to make sure that you can handle the amount of traffic that's going to be coming your way. Like, have you got the facilities? Have you got the you know, uh, capability to be able to service that many events? This was a smiley booth at the time. They kind, um, of, they kind of presented it as part of our application process yeah. to, to accept you as, yeah. as our customer is that you need to be able to perform at this high level yeah. of customer delivery yeah. once you're ranked. Because you Do can't you be think... turning people away because that will obviously... It's a genius like, sales pitch, right? Because well, you're I... like, well, I can do that. Of course I can. <laughs> well, I, I think they genuinely... I don't actually think it was a sales tactic. I think they genuinely meant it because all power to them, they did do what they said. We ranked first page on Google for the yeah. terms that they wanted us to do. Yeah. A first page, first position. I think we were second position, but we, we were right up there. Yeah. Um, right with the people that we were trying to kind of knock off the top spot. We were, yeah. we were 
I think we were top spot for some keywords and they were top spot for others, but we yeah. were right at the top there. Yeah. It didn't make an iota of difference no. to our traffic. Uh, well, not to, well, sorry, not to our traffic. We probably had more traffic, which I can't even remember, but to our bookings. Well, and it also, it was an additional cost in our business, right? Yeah, so additional cost. Yeah, so we were, we'd gone from, because that money was, was, was coming out directly out of our profits in the company, Well, we right? needed at so, least three bookings just to cover that, at least. What, per month? Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so, the, so the point is, well, no, that's without any costs associated with those bookings. That's on the basis. Yeah, before, yeah. Yeah. So, th- my point is that we were basically that the profits in your. So a lot of people, and forgive me if I'm t- um, telling this to, to people that obviously know this inside out already. But a lot of people that don't realize about business a lot of the time before they, till they start getting into it, is there's a very big difference between how much money you make versus how much money you take. Right. Mm-hmm. So, your turnover figure is obviously how much money you take. So if it, if it, if I. I always use the analogy, if I buy a car for a million and I sell it for a million and five pound, I've got a million, over a million pound turnover business, but only made five pound profit, mm. right? And so when you think, well, okay, well, what, what is it? 14 grand a year, basically, or there about, not well, whatever it is, 12 grand a year, or whatever it is. My mass is dreadful this morning. It's just over 14. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So... That that money came directly out of off our bottom line, our profits. So it was a big investment. And at the time, we weren't making shed loads of profits no. a year. So that was a big gamble on our part yeah. because that the profits is what keeps the roof over our head. That's yeah. what pays our wages. That's what puts food on the table for for us as a family. Mm-hmm. So it was a big gamble, and it it delivered nothing, <laughs> zero. But. There, there was an ego associated with being top ranked, mm-hmm. and the other thing with these SEO, this SEO company in particular was they they get you to play the waiting game. Mm-hmm. They get they get you to say, well, yeah, well, you've only just look at the result we've got you now, mm-hmm. um, and just wait, just yeah. wait for next month or the month after, and and then what they'll do is they then start. Then it was like, well, maybe there's something wrong with your website. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to do some. And to a degree, they were right. Yeah. There were issues with the website. Um, but their, their revenue stream is built on a retainer, mm-hmm. right? They get you as a company to pay them every single month. And the more months they can get those fees off you, that's the business model, mm-hmm. right? So, But that's part of the, the point that we're going to make today is that it's a, it's a general approach. Because, yes, they did their bit. But you're right, our website probably, at the t- I can't remember to be honest, but at the time wasn't converting. So it may no. have had a load more traffic. But they didn't educate us in that. No. They didn't say, okay, it, or if, even if they had said at the time, which they may well have done, oh, it, it's your website. They didn't say, oh, we know this person that can help you or you need to do this. Yeah, it was just no. like, well, we've done our bit. Well, it's because that was their specialist. <laughs> exactly. Their specialism exactly. was SEO. So having this kind of holistic approach to marketing, because what, what we then did was we realised that obviously we're, we're spending this eye-watering amount of money and, and they've done what they've said, but we're not getting any difference. And we had several conversations back with and forth with them, didn't they? Because they obviously didn't realise why we wanted to leave when they'd achieved what they said. Yeah. Um, but we were like, but we're not making any more. So we then took that exact amount of money that we were spending with them and put it in paid ads, didn't we? Yeah. And that was in the... September um, of whatever year it was when we were doing the entrepreneurs um, uh, entrepreneurs circle trade show thing. Yeah, it was brilliant. So conference that was it. Yeah, so this is this was like sometimes sometimes in 
in your marketing strategies if uh, or when you're trying to do something with an idea that you've got you just want to get out there sometimes it's a really slow slog mm -hmm. where you just have to keep turning up every day every week and it could take years before anybody actually goes I like what you're doing and I'm gonna go tell my friends mm -hmm. right it can take a bloody long time before you and then in other times you get an immediate obvious response right so uh, what we did is we were part of um, I think they're still running now they're uh, run yeah. by a guy called Nigel Botterell yeah, the um, who's um, like a quite a big personality, he's got a lot of business experience and um, I would say in terms of the uh, like influences that we've had in our business journey, he's definitely up there and the mm -hmm. entrepreneur circle is definitely up there in terms of um, having a big influence on how we approach business yeah. and what we did. He, they, they, they helped us form the foundation. So anyway, is, sorry, you were going to say... Oh, I just wanted to tell the story. Oh, I really <laughs> want to tell the story. Let me tell the story. Although I do do most of the talking about the time. As you've got energy, you tell the story. <laughs> well, so we were at this um, Entrepreneurs uh, Conference, which was the first one at the time. With our photo and, um Yeah, so we, we were there as, as members, but also um, they had engaged our services as a photo provider to do like a um, video testimonial booth for all the attendees to go in and say what they thought of the conference and, you know, how much they enjoyed it, etc. Um, so we had that going on we had multiple events around the country as well so the rest of our team were all because it was a weekend yeah yeah um, super busy weekend well september for anybody that's not who's listening to this that isn't in the events industry is a really strange month of the year because you have you have a mix of like your normal number of events but then you also have trade shows so like wedding fairs mm. and things like that happening at the weekends as well so it's a really busy month it's a crazy month yeah. september so so we had the team out we were there um, I I was physically there because I, I think Zach was only something like five months old and it's the first time I'd left him so it, it was or like left him to go go away which was shows how busy we were because I'd got pulled in as well yeah we had and, staff on site at the exhibition yeah. with the booths as well um, but I, I vividly remember Lee switching on at, for want of a simple phrase the ads on the Friday because we had to get there on the Friday we had to set up on the Friday and we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday I think so okay. yeah it was and I just turned on the ads, ads Friday night. Yeah, but I remember being sat on the floor behind the booth. In the conference um, centre. So in the conference centre. people like, walking past. Yeah, like hiding, sat on the floor on my laptop, mm -hmm. just trying to keep up with the inquiries that were coming in. I couldn't answer the emails fast enough because this was before we had things like CRMs and all sorts of stuff that did all the automation for you, yeah. um, which will cover automation in, a, in, a, in another podcast. But yeah, this was me physically replying to all, we, the, all the emails coming in and then um, and then I kind of get up and try and see some of the conference or help with the booth or, or whatever it was and then go back to answering the emails. But that month we took something like 80 bookings oh, it was in insane. September. Which yeah. was just, We've, we'd never well, done anything like no, it. So crazy. if we got 80 inquiries in a month, we would have yeah. said that was a really great month. Yeah. And um, we basically went from... I think our average inquiry rate was something like anywhere between 5 and 15 inquiries a week. And the amount of work we'd have to do to get those inquiries. Like mm. we'd be constantly touching base with like people we knew, like venues and all this kind of stuff. Just to get, just to try and maintain being on somebody's radar. So that they might possibly say to one of their customers, oh have you heard of Lee and Kate and Smiley Booth? Yeah. They're great. You yeah, should yeah, hire yeah. them for your photo booth, for your wedding, for your whatever. And that Friday... 
um, we got 15 inquiries yeah. in that day. Yeah. And then, and the thing is, Kate and I would have alerts, email alerts happen on our phones because an inquiry, like, if you're getting five inquiries a week, like, every one of those inquiries means a, a lot. Like, yeah. everything's, yeah. like, building on that inquiry. So you'd jump on it and you'd be writing back and going, like, how can I help? And if they didn't respond within a couple of hours, you'd send another one yeah. saying, have you responded? And then suddenly on that Friday, we had 15. Yeah. And then the same again Saturday and the same again on Sunday. So basically within like two and a bit days, we'd had 45 inquiries mm. and we were just say, and we were going back and forth with everybody. And we were like, this is just nuts. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely yeah. nuts. Well, it was the same in the October. I remember because yeah. we were at the end of September, we were like, you know, thinking, oh, that was just a spike or that was just a, you know, a, a happy accident almost. And then the same thing happened in October. And, and so... It became consistent, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. And at the time... Google Ads was obviously where it was at for us. Um, yeah. So well, it was a it was a marriage between um, and again things that we'd learned from our business peers and everything else. It wasn't just like so before anyone who runs off and goes right, I'm going to start learning Google AdWords and I'm going to chuck loads of money at Google AdWords. There is more to it than that. It's it was a marriage between website conversion rate stuff which we'll get into either a little bit on here or in another episode, and and the and optimising the ads themselves. But they just magically came together. Well, that's on what that, I was going to say, day. that Google Ads was it for us at that time. That worked, but but things don't last, you no. know, because, um, I mean, in particular with Google, algorithms change, but just generally things move all the time. Yeah. And um, you, you need to always kind of be looking for, for what's, what's the next big thing, what's working next, but also building your kind of residual because things change so much all the time. You need to have, and I don't mean residual income, I mean like residual kind of marketing and customer pot and things that are just generally, yeah, ticking over and working and building your brand in the background because you never know when something's going to shift. It might be that Google Ads doesn't work anymore, which, which has happened for lots of people. It's certainly not as effective as it used to be. And it might be that, oh, Facebook ads works or it goes back to SEO suddenly works. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, well, then it becomes what they call attraction marketing, which is like blog blogging is yeah. suddenly the thing or YouTube video yeah. is suddenly the thing or LinkedIn ads is suddenly the thing. Yeah. So, so I think that's the mistake that people make a lot of the time and, it's, and certainly we've been guilty of it as well, is just throwing all your eggs in one basket and focusing on one thing because this is the thing that's going to yeah. work, this is the thing that works for us. And, and it, it may do just like it did for us in, in that short period but but that was a a quick period in time you need to really approach your marketing um as a holistic and whether you become a marketing expert yourself through um you know people teaching you courses and reading books etc and just experimenting or you bring in a, a marketing company to do that um you know both work but it's it's creating that kind of general uh, overarching strategy so that everything fits in because there will be things some things that completely don't work for your business at all 100%, yeah. I mean we we our um we had I don't know when it was maybe the following year um we had an unfortunate incident when we were approached by a franchise marketing company weren't we <laughs> that unfortunately turned out to be complete crooks well no we um, I think we got them on board in the 2012 but it took I us it took us about 12 months for that relationship to go from these guys are amazing. They, they can do everything. Mm-hmm. And because they were promising to do our websites, like manage that, manage all of the franchise recruitment process, bring them on board, like the whole shebang. 
And then it turns out, well, actually, it's just a couple of guys who um, were just, they weren't, they weren't honest. No, you know, at the end no, of the day. unfortunately. And um, so we, we fell out with them and, and we had given them the, the um, uh, management of our website. Oh, and yeah. they unfortunately tore it down when, when, they, when we parted ways, which meant that I had to learn how to build a website within... <laughs> A weekend. <laughs> yeah, and there was something else going on. Something with the children or something. When they were like, like, it was right in the middle of just a hellish weekend as yeah. well, wasn't it? So we threw up a website and, and that has affected us ever since in terms of ranking. We never, ever built our customer, sorry, built our, our authority with Google back in order to get ranked without having to pay another expensive SEO without company. What? Did I say hafting? <laughs> I was like, ranked? Is that the right way? Ranked's the right way. Mm. <laughs> so we never really got back there. But my point is, it never really affected us because no. we would have franchisees come to us and especially new ones when they, when they join the team be like, your, your website doesn't rank very well. You know, mm. I've typed photo booth higher and, and it doesn't, doesn't rank very well. It, it does per area, by the way. But in terms of general, no, it doesn't. But... It never made a difference no. because we well, we had... grew like enormously. So we, so in twenty thirteen, that's September of twenty thirteen, things started to move very quickly for us. As as you said, it's mm. like eighty bookings in one month, mm. and then it was just like Jesus, this is, and it started to feel like it was replicable. And um, one of the challenges was that uh, in the, if you're the UK based listening to this or watching this. One of the challenges is the VAT threshold in terms of a lot of events-based mm. companies trade below the VAT threshold. So they will literally turn away work if it means that their tax threshold goes over a certain amount of turnover. And one of the reasons for that is because, because if you're a company that is doing business to uh, private individuals, not business to business, but business to private individuals, that tax that you get applied to you comes straight off your profits. Yeah. And it's a chunk of change, yeah. right? Because it's it's 20%, but it's 20% of your turnover, not 20% of your profits. So you can you can literally like we did the math um, when we were growing, when we'd worked this out in the in late 2013, that we would need to double or triple our turnover of the business to make similar sums of money Perfect. and have a similar yeah, a similar profit levels yeah. and have a similar balance of lifestyle mm-hmm. to, to, to what we had just by crossing over that that VAT tax threshold and and it's because you because a lot of things come into play right it's not just a case of oh what you just took 20% off. it's like no 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 because to do that to increase the turnover you've got to have for our business for smiley booth it was like you've got to have more staff you've got to have more equipment yeah, yeah um you, you've got to have all of these other things and we but what AdWords and understanding our marketing did at that time from that September was it allowed us to turn our inquiry numbers, the number of people asking us for business, turn it up or down like a tap, yeah. didn't it, month in, month out. So we could work out, well, we know that if we get 10 inquiries, we'll probably convert two or three sales. Mm-hmm. Like we know that mm-hmm. based on the market and based on our service. So we would just literally increase or decrease our marketing spend. And I think in 18 months, we pretty much tripled our turnover mm-hmm. within 18 months. And it's like it's definitely one of the highlights of our business journey, what we mm-hmm. managed to do. And that was just by understanding like, how 
how do we communicate with the customer and what marketing channels work for us but we weren't married to that marketing yeah well again it's a strategy so so that really worked for us but it might be that because a photo booth although they became pretty competitive there's there's a you know there's a good chunk out there it's nothing like if you're i don't know um, a hairdresser, for example, you know, there's loads of hairdressers just in your immediate town. Yeah. And so it might be that an SEO strategy for a hairdresser would work a lot better than paid advertising for a hairdresser. Well, so it, I mean, I'm just guessing, I've got no idea. Well, and also but, like what you would spend, I mean, how much, like if, let's say, well, a hairdresser is a funny one. Let's say a barber, like let's say you're a man's hairdresser, right? right. So if I go to get my hair cut, <laughs> just not that often, but if I do go to get my hair cut, like I'm a cheapskate. Like yeah. I will if I can find a guy like a barber shop to do my hair as you can probably tell on the videos if I can find someone to do it for a tenner yeah or for t- like if, if someone asks if someone will say to me oh, I'll, you can, I'll do your hair and it's 50 quid it's just like that's so outside of my comfort zone yeah. for spending on a hair yeah. it's not for a woman obviously no, no. but for a man yeah. for me that's a lot of money yeah. for a haircut but that guy that hairdresser might think I'm going to get more people to use my hairdresser, so I'm going to spend money on AdWords mm-hmm. to get more people to come into my business, mm-hmm. right? Now, he might spend money on AdWords to do that, so that, just using AdWords as an example, it might cost him 20 quid to in, spend on ads to get me to walk through the door, at which point I'm only giving him a tenner. Mm. So the channel might be like doing well in that it's delivering him customers yeah but the cost of it is so high yeah that he's making a loss on every yeah, set exactly. right so that's the other thing that's the other weird thing about marketing yeah. channels and not getting too married to things because it might work but it might work in only one very specific way and as a business as a whole it's actually having a devastating effect yeah on your numbers yeah yeah yeah. so so you need to be able to measure it i mean um lee's quite analytical and in just your character aren't you 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 like to kind of um be able to see the detail in stuff and um and you build you kind of all your spreadsheets and things to be able to really analyze the effectiveness of a campaign so when you somebody asks you to pay for i don't know uh, a an advert in a magazine, for example, mm-hmm. that's just like huge red red flags to you, isn't it? Because they're like, well, how am I supposed to tell? I can't measure it. What, yeah, what that's bringing in for my business. Whereas yeah. something like AdWords, you can see literally to the penny how many, how much it's cost you for that person to even click on your advert, how much it's cost yeah. you for them to then um, buy one of your products or, or pick up the phone to you and then buy one of your products. You can see all these metrics well, not just AdWords, but any form of online paid marketing that you do. Mm-hmm. Like if you generally, the service that's offering you that is going to give you some kind of analytics to support so to support yes. it, right? Because they want you to spend again next week yeah. and next month. So they'll say, look, these are the amount of people that have seen your ad, these are the amount of people that have clicked on your ad, and these are the amount of people that turn into leads. They're, we like, they we should always that. be able to... I, I was telling someone this story the other day, I can't remember who it was now, but we... Um, when we uh, were in uh, Dorset as, as Smiley Booth, I, th- I can't remember if we'd franchised it at the time. I don't think we had. When we won that local competition um, and we got all that advertising that came out. Uh, is that the, the Business Accelerator one? Yeah. Okay. Was that... Was With that... Deborah Meaden from Dragon's That Stone. was it, yeah. Was, right. Were we, um, we franchised at that time? I don't think we were, were we? I 
think it might have, might have been yeah. just before. It's around, it was around that time, but I don't know. But this, this competition was um, business accelerator, so you, you got kind of mentorship from some local um, businesses, but also part of the prize was, I think it was around about £30,000 worth of advertising <laughs> in local magazines all and press, yeah. papers. And uh, so ours was all with um, the uh, Dorset, uh, the, the Echo, the Dorset Business Value. It was all linked, wasn't it? NewsQuest, that's the, that's the one I'm looking for. Because it was like a society magazine they yeah, had as well. Yeah, Dorset Society. So they were all by, but they were all by NewsQuest. It was all by the same uh, publisher. Yeah. And we, we got, and, and they, they, called us in and we, we got um, these pictures and they... Oh, uh, the worst picture of me ever, if that's <laughs> yeah, ever found. We said we didn't like our pictures. I look like an <laughs> alien in that picture. <laughs> i got to find it now and put it on our no, Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. I've never seen... I, don't, I didn't realise my face could pull that <laughs> face. But the... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can see You remember it, right? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. It's like I had this... It wasn't great of either of us, but I do remember. You were right, but I look like a complete psychopath. Like it's like my eyes. I just, I don't know how I managed to get so many wrinkles on my face. It's the worst picture I've ever seen, and then it ends up in all the press, like all the local press. It's like here's Lee Johnson and Kate Johnson, and I'm like, I don't look like that. It's not like anyone was going to stop me in the street after seeing the photo. <laughs> Worst picture ever. So I have kept that, by the way. Have you? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. But it's <laughs> never being shown. Never but anyway, shown. it's um, we had like a, a a ribbon border across the top of the paper every day for like a couple of weeks. You know, it's kind of expensive advertising. Yeah, it was like a banner. It was yeah, a banner on like yeah. smiley booth. Um, it was like a sponsorship banner on every paper for a couple of weeks it, it was i mean your parents loved it because your dad loves it getting the echo <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and it was like oh wow look at smiley booth again They're in but the paper. It, it was an insane amount of, of advertising that we got and um but we had the foresight to in every one of the adverts to put tracking numbers in if you yes. don't know what tracking numbers are there telephone numbers which you buy um and when somebody calls that number to respond to your advert you know that they've seen that specific advert. So you put, you know, a, a specific number on the advert that's in page three of that publication. You use a different number for the, the advert number. that's on the yeah. yeah, on the back page of that magazine. So you know exactly what they've seen so that you can track it. Yeah. So you so, just as you get the numbers come as someone phones you on your mobile phone, you can go, Oh, that's someone inquiring after seeing that. It's just yeah. really obvious, isn't it? So the only um, phone calls that we had <clears throat> Were people trying to sell us other stuff? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Trying yeah, to I get us that, to, yeah. to buy that in their magazine or to have some kind of business. I, I don't know, like, do, do you need an accountant? That kind of stuff. That's the only phone calls. A we lot had. of people trying to get us to pay for marketing in other yeah. publications because they they obviously didn't realise that because it didn't. Yeah, it didn't oh, no, say it didn't say, no. didn't say no. like these are being featured <coughs> because they won a competition. It just looked like we'd spent, we'd spent thirty grand. Over yeah. two weeks on on this kind of published marketing, and but, but not to anger any um, magazines or newspapers out there, because I'm sure advertising does work in some scenarios, and advertorial certainly works, uh, which is when um, an article is is a little bit more disguised to to look like editorial rather than a, an advert. Um, and it, it definitely works for some other businesses, and when we've been in wedding magazines, that has worked for us. Yeah. But this particular campaign. 30 grand we would have spent and not got anything. Not one thing. Not no. anything. So well, you this... really have to 
With marketing, sorry. To cut no, 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 no. You really have to kind of understand, they call it, um, or we call it the, the four M's. So you, you've got your, your message first and then understanding your market and where they are and then the medium that you're going to be using to, to reach that market and then to measure it. Yeah. And you, you really have to focus on those four things because otherwise you, you're just you're just throwing at the wall, aren't you? Well, I, I had... Uh, so this... So it's really, it's really important because like, you might be either thinking about going into business or being business and you're, you're, I don't know, you're doing some stuff on Facebook at the moment or you're doing some little bits and pieces here and there and it's just you're trying to get some messaging out there and it's difficult. And this might seem a little bit like kind of some of these strategies or some of these concepts might seem a bit like kind of like bigger picture stuff, but they're not. You can you can literally tap into any of these things in very small levels, mm-hmm. but but measuring results is really important. Or defining what success looks like as a result from the outset is really, really important. So a great example of this is a, a company I'm helping with their marketing at the moment, or we're helping with the marketing at the moment. They, um, they spent a lot of... I mean, a lot of money with a particular company um, to get their business out there, to get the business known. And this company um, that, uh, that, cho- that chose this marketing firm to do this, they've been around for a while. They do a great job. They've got really brilliant history. And quite rightly, they were like, well, we just need to buy in some expertise for, us, for them to build, a, raise our profile, raise the profile of this company. And they spent thousands and thousands uh, with this company and um, one of the reasons why we ended up um, being asked to help them was because I asked some questions. I was like, well, what's the result? What's, what, what is the result you're actually paying for? And he said, well, I'm, I'm hoping that it will raise the profile and we should get some more customers. I was like, okay, do you know if you've got any more customers? And I'm like, well, I'm not really sure. Well, do you even know if you've got any more leads? Well, I don't really know. And, and, the, and the problem is what this company had is they had some expertise over here that they were paying for, which was raising the profile of their company that they were spending thousands on. And then they had this other, this other company over here that was dealing with their website stuff and, and blogs and all this kind of stuff. And the two were completely separate to each other. They weren't interlinked. So all we did is we went in and we went, okay, website guy, tell us like, what, what's going on with the website. And then we went to the company and we went, right, marketing company tell us what you've done on on what periods and what we did is we just looked at the data side by side and we were just like wow you're saying you did all this work and it's cost this business thousands of pounds for that work to be delivered and when we look at the analytics it's done nothing like not one person was going from those campaigns going through to the website not even just going to the website but they weren't even let alone inquiring let alone becoming a sale so the, the question we kind of posed uh, on this company's behalf um, to, uh, to the smoking firm was, okay, look, this is the reality of the situation. What can you do to change that? And, and they put their hands up and went, we can't. Mm. We're really sorry, but it, it, we, we can't do any more about it. And Well, that's a really important point because that's what so many um, marketing companies, social media marketing companies and um, particularly guilty, sorry guys, but PR companies will just go, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. 
without and realizing that you know that might have just cost you 10 grand and that's yeah. not a small amount of money for small businesses no. you know that well is, especially now right yeah in 2020. that's and, and they kind of go oh well you know we got this feature here or but it's it, if it's not really done anything you know that's that's kind of life or death sometimes money to, yeah. to your business yeah. um to small as you say especially in this time so so i'm not saying pr doesn't work because absolutely it does that's what i'm i'm very much involved with at the moment um or that social media working doesn't work because again that's something well I'm we know several with. businesses that just skyrocketed just by just having a consistent social media yeah. approach right and but yeah the problem is it's very easy to fall in love with the story that a particular specialist is telling you right it's very easy to be blinded by them yeah. um yeah so i i, I think in my opinion, there's, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but there's three main ways that um, I would approach, or we are approaching, because um, we're obviously starting again, as it were, would say it, um, on, on, as in building a new business or uh, and having to get a new kind of concept out there, which is exactly what we had to do with Smiley Booth. But the world has changed dramatically in that time. Um, but there's, there's three main ways that I would look at doing marketing if I, if I was somebody listening to this at the moment. So the first is, to really study it and really understand it and become an expert in it yourself. And you're doing it all yourself, you're doing all these channels and you, you really understand everything. But unfortunately, that's quite un hard for somebody to do when they're trying to actually run the business as well. well I'd, I'd say it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's very ridiculously time consuming, but it, it is an option to you, especially if, if funds are low, but it's... Um, well, and if you're that way inclined. Yeah, if, if it's like your ass, if you geek out on it and you enjoy it, um, then absolutely really kind of throw yourself in at the deep end and really get under the hood and understand marketing in general. Can I just say something that just before you move on to the next point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that takes so much time. It does, absolutely. Like, uh, like we, and, and the problem is, because it takes so much time, it's an ever-revolving thing. So the strategy yeah. that you finally figured out after studying it for 12 months you figure out that I oh, actually is outdated two months ago. Yeah. That's I mean, the problem. With we're, we're lucky there's two of us to start with in exactly. our business. So we've, we've already kind of doubled the, the output there. So um, so that that's kind of option A. Option B is still learning about marketing and understanding it, but not implementing it yourself. Yeah. And that's over the years, the approach that we have kind of ended up with um, because we really want to be able to understand what enough I mean, they say a little knowledge is dangerous, but I don't agree. You really need to kind of understand enough so that you're not hoodwinked, so you're not blinded yeah. by these people when they say, oh, we're going to get you to Patreon, Google, can you handle the business, like the SEO yeah. company said to us. You know, we, um, we've had people rebuild our website and uh, all with kind of um, very scientific, like if you put this image here, it does this to the psyche and that's how people... And again, it's not worked at all. So... It's, it's very much about learning enough so that you know when you're when you're on when you've got the right people around you yeah and, and learning the questions to ask yes the, the kind of that you start to figure out oh okay this guy's either full of it yeah or uh, okay I feel confident like the one of the things that um, we often ask if we have any anybody because it's so I've just jumped in. No, I was just going to say, you know, get recommendations, testimonials from other companies so that, that that helps you choose these experts. But you knowing yeah, it as well will really help 
um, and, and then you can strategize with them as well. You yeah. can ask their advice and stuff. So. But the testimonials and the recommendations you're getting are, are from people that are receiving definite results, right? So it's not just, okay, these are really good guy and they know what they're doing. It's that, well, how are you measuring the success of that investment in their time? You know, that's the... So the one of the things that we obsess about in... Um, Certainly in Smiley Booth, it's a bit more challenging with Say It because Say It is, that business is a, is a whole thing in itself. It's, a, it's something we're learning. It's something that um, is a different philosophy. But with Smiley Booth, it's very much a case of, we, we understand that we've been in it for 12 years and we know that, right, if we have X number of people come to us, out of those X number of people, we know that a certain amount of them will inquire with us you know they'll, they'll actually be interested in hiring our service and then from that from that number of people we know that okay we should be able to get this many customers like we know that because we've got 12 years in the business understanding that right so whenever we invest or look into any other additional strategies then we've had companies come to us in the past who have pitched themselves as this holistic approach to marketing and and they've said right okay look our fee is three grand a month and then you have to pay on your adwords campaign and everything else and we'll do this 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 and this, and this for you and say so, okay well that's a big investment um but if it gets a result yeah and it sits within what like our tolerances for like how much it costs for us to take on a customer so let's say for example we're doing it all ourselves and it costs us i don't know 50 quid in marketing spend to get one customer, right? So, and, and that, say that's what we're familiar with, right? If we, whatever channel we use, for every 50 quid we spend on it, we get one customer, right? So it's like, well, that works. Well, if they can do the same thing, so if I spend five grand with them, just for argument's sake, but they give me a hundred customers, mm. then although five grand seems like a lot of money, they give me, it's still within my tolerance. Mm. I can get 100 customers. And so what the questions we ask of anybody that comes to us about marketing is generally, right, look, this is, this is what I need. This is, I can't spend any more than this per customer. And so any work that I, or any money I spend on your service needs to deliver this outcome. Mm. And if it doesn't, then no hard feelings. We'll go our separate ways. Well, that, that's where I was going with option three. So option... I'm getting this light coming oh, no. <laughs> from our window. I'm going to be like, there option three is um, is to use a marketing company, but as you say, uh, not only a holistic one, which I very much advocate. Somebody that, um, or sorry, a company that has expertise in lots of different fields that can build you a specific marketing strategy for your business. Yeah. Um, but as you say, it is results based, and yeah. I think that's the key difference with. Um, the the kind of not the charlatans out there because a, a lot of them are very well intentioned. They don't they're not meaning to take your money. They believe well, also in what they, they probably do. have done a good job for a particular. Well, just niche. like the SEO company, they did do a good job, but it just made no difference to us. No, it didn't affect our bottom line. <laughs> no, yeah. exactly. Well, it did negatively. So um, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, finding um companies out there, marketing companies out there, or marketing consultants, or whatever you want to call them that that can give you the strategy and the results-based um, uh, goal yeah. that you're looking for. 
Um, it is, I think, the key to, if you haven't got the time to do it yourself, which most people haven't, um, then, then that's, that's what you should be doing. Well, and also, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're working from a very tight budget or you're a very small concern and, uh, and you're just trying to start out, the worst thing you can do is just chuck money at stuff and, and, and fingers yeah. crossed, right? Yeah. The amount of people that I see that are either in business or starting business and they're, um, and they're like, yeah, I boosted the post on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I think I got a few likes and I got a few. It's like, yeah, but. Well, we used to get that at wedding fairs, remember, all the uh, time. We, we, our very first, sorry, I'll talk quickly because you're about to be swamped by the light. <laughs> we should stop. Um, but we'll, uh, um, we, we used to do uh, wedding shows quite regularly. And the very first wedding show that we did, we had a, a friend in business that um, his, um, him and his parents, family business, have had a casino company for a long, long time. 20 years, yeah. yeah. And so they were very, uh, compared to us at the time, ex- very com- experienced. And they were at the same show. And they knew that this was our first show. And at the end of the show, they came over and they were like, how did it go? And we are like, yeah, yeah, it went really well. We gave out some leaflets and, yeah. and everyone seemed really keen. And they were like, well, how many bookings do you get? And we were like, you get bookings at the yeah. show. You actually, we had no you idea. Actually, we didn't think you closed for bookings. We thought you just handed out leaflets. And that was such a big lesson for us. Um, Marshy, if you're listening, which you might be, uh, thank you. Because... Yeah. That really set us on the journey that you never do any marketing efforts without trying to close, without trying to sell, without trying to get uh, people was... to book. And from then on, I think the next show we did, we, we did over 20 bookings or so. And, and then we used to go around to other people, how many bookings did you get? Yeah, and they go, yeah. oh, well, we gave out some leaflets. Well, that was a norm, right? Yeah, and absolutely. That That's what most people did. Um, was it the Chris Martians? Is it Viva Las Vegas? Yes. Viva Las Vegas Casino Hyatt. Just they're um, based in the UK, based in kind of Dorset area, and uh, just awesome people, decades of experience. And I would say, um, yeah, that one conversation with Chris um, at that show changed our. It was our first show, but changed our entire way of doing trade shows. Yeah, but way and, of just generally looking at marketing. I think yeah. that's. Um, where a lot of the... Kind I don't know of, I've ever told him that. No, well, you have now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But where a lot of that results-based stuff came from is that you, you should never do any kind of marketing efforts without without a goal in mind. So, I mean, again, again returning to listen, uh, Russell Brunson, I've been listening to um, his podcast this morning, is every single post he puts out on any of his social media channels and even on one channel, there's still five or six different purposes, like stories or lives or... Um, the general post in your grid on Instagram or whatever it is, there is a goal for that post. And even if that goal isn't to specifically sell something, if it is to get more likes or something, there is still an associated goal because yeah. it, it may be that getting more likes and comments and, and um, follows, etc. on that post will be boosting a future post. Yeah. Um, and then that future post will be the one that's got the actual sale in it that, that, that people will then convert. So there is always a tangible um, goal and journey associated with everything. Yeah, and, and the other thing to remember is there's a million different rabbit holes you can go down when it comes to marketing, right? Uh, so there's a lot of people that say, oh, you just got to post on Instagram uh, X number of times a day, or you've got to do X number of stories, or you've got to write X number of blogs, or your your uh, conversion rate optimization on your website needs to be doing X or AdWords, mm-hmm. or, and all of these aspects. And it's going to, from 
unless you're geeks like us, um, it's going to seem incredibly daunting. And and like, quest, where do I start? And and the trick is, is just become like if you're not interested in marketing in your business, then that uh, or in any idea, business idea you've got, then um, that's a massive problem, mm. right? Because well, you, I'd ask in in a way why you're in business. Yeah. Because if, if, if that's not something that interests you, promoting your services and your company, then you kind of... And I don't mean sales, because I hate sales. Yeah, there's <laughs> a difference. marketing is a big difference, yes. Yeah. It's, it, marketing is just getting the word out there that, that you exist and that you're the best at what you do. At the t- yeah, it's like the, the, the way we view marketing, it's, it's the magic of being... At the, in the right place at the, at the, at the time when pe- somebody needs you. Yeah, like, someone's uh, looking for your service. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're... Even if they don't know it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like and that's the, that's the trick with the whole, whole marketing piece. And, that's, and it's become way more accessible because of things like YouTube now. You can learn just... Like there's stuff that I know now about... Uh, like analytics and just uh, and AdWords and all of these yeah. these things that I've literally learned off YouTube. Yeah, yeah. With a guy going right now, go here and click this bit yeah. here, and just they 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 where a video's just said right, okay, if you want this outcome, just click 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 click, and I've just literally had the video on one side of the screen, the bit that I'm trying to work on on the other side, and I've gone right. He said, what? I've got to click this bit, right? Okay. Yeah. And. And it is that easy nowadays. Yeah. You don't need to be entirely blinded by science. It's but, the strategy part that's the hard part. And, that, yeah. and that's the bit that I think people need help with. Um, yeah. Or at least need to, if they don't seek help with it, they need to understand it in depth themselves and yeah. then geek out on it. Yeah, because the great thing about um, once you start understanding numbers, and this again is probably for a future episode, um, before Kate starts dancing around because <laughs> you've had a cup of tea. And... <laughs> um, the uh, the great thing about it is when it become when you start seeing that there's a predictable outcome for the for the money and time that you're investing in that aspect of your business, um, all you do is just increase the amount of money that you put in in that in that. Well, service, it takes that. fear away. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. it's. It's no longer a roller coaster. No, it's um. I mean, it makes your your marketing budget, as it were, not even not even a budget anymore you're kind yeah. of it, you're it's an investment you're, you're yeah. making you're making money from your marketing budget if that makes sense yeah. from from your actual so channel, it's a revenue channel. generator yes it's yeah. not an it's, expense yes, it's a revenue generator thank you <laughs> yeah and it's a difficult we have this conversation um and we've had it a lot with different uh business um associates and our franchisees in particular because it's a hard concept to get your head around in terms of so you want me to spend money on getting a customer uh, and you're talking about it being predictable, like we're all just robots. It's not that you're all just robots and everyone's robots. It's that we all have very common needs, common, like familiar things that we want to buy and do in mm. life, right? And, and there's very predictable ways that you can process stuff. And, it is and a science. It is yeah. a science. And, but there's also, like we had... We've had experiences with franchisees, particular in the past, where there are some franchisees of ours that will turn around and say, "I do not want to do paid advertising. I prefer relationships. I prefer building relationships with people and doing all of that." 
And and that's fine. You can get you can be married to a particular marketing strategy you really want if it's delivering. I personally, and you feel the same, feel it's a risk to put all your eggs in one basket. You, you should have, have, have a both. cross yeah, you yeah. should you should be doing yeah, they, they call it earned marketing and paid marketing. Mm. Um, and you, you really need to have both. Yeah. Because one will bite you in the ass at some point. Yeah. Um, and you, you need the two to balance. I mean there are always off. a cost. Yeah. Right? So you're paying in some way, shape, or form. You're either paying literally with pounds, dollars, whatever, yeah? You're, you're paying in that way, or you're paying in time. Yeah. And a lot of people, the problem, the, especially when you're starting out in business, or in these strange times of 2020 where people are on pause, is you think time is something you should freely give, right? Mm-hmm. That you have loads of it and it's fine, I can just, like, I, I don't mind putting a load of time or anything. But when you start appreciating that there is a... What is it? Uh, opportunity cost to time, right? When you give it too freely, meaning that if you are, if you think it's appropriate for you to be, when the world goes back to normal, for you to be getting in the car, drive, and this is what some business owners that we've met in the past have done. They're like, well, it's fine. I, I prefer relationship building than doing, on. I will not touch paid advertising. I just want relationship building. And they'll get in the car, They'll drive to, say, a venue or, or a business, knock on the door in the hope that that person might want to have a chat and um, and maybe they'll have a business meeting and over a coffee. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not saying that you definitely should never do that because there may be wins in that, but the opportunity cost, the, the, the length of time of being in a car in the hope that somebody might be there and then yeah, like, get in the car on the way back. Yeah, you've three appointments that day compared to however many hundred you could have exactly. done a webinar to, for example. Yeah, and what, yeah. what opportunity did you sacrifice that could have been because you, didn't have the, you no longer have the time to do that because yeah. you did this instead? So don't, anybody that's under the illusion that I don't want to spend money, I just want to spend time... That time is a cost, yeah, and it's a cost to you personally and to your business, and and it's not. In fact, time is the only thing that you can't replace. Yeah, right. Yeah, Once it's definitely. gone, it's gone. Yeah. Money, you'll figure out a way down the road, but time, you can't. This no. once it's gone, it's gone. So again, on time, that's ready, ready for us to get on with our day. But yes. I think so. Today, just to recap, because I think we've really been through a lot, is really think about your marketing strategy. Um, think if it's 100% you, if it's going to be 50% you and you're managing other expertise or if you're going to bring in expertise to manage the expertise, as it were. Um, but, but really think of it from a strategic perspective. And that strategy is always going to change. It's not you do it once and then you're done. It's always going to evolve. But mm-hmm. um, don't just kind of throw money or time at, at stuff and hope it sticks. Um, don't try and do all the things. But equally, don't just go down one or two channels because it is a, a holistic approach of many different marketing pillars yeah. that kind of um, that, that complement one another. Yeah, because and they do complement; like they Absolutely. all feed into one another. So the the broader your range of touch points yeah. that you, your potential customers can have, the the easier it will be for you to convert them eventually into a sale. And just yeah. think about your your message. Your marketing, or, or market, sorry, um, your medium, um, and then measuring it. Yeah. They're, they're the four things to kind of build your strategy around. So, until tomorrow, we've done a whole week. <laughs> Episode seven. Bye. Bye.